ready, get your seatbelts fastened. You're about ready to land on the planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Coming to you direct from the dungeon of Okayama Castle, it's episode 32 of the Planet Japan for January 11th, 2006. Dogheads and fighting midgets. On today's show, you'll find out why there were 30 dogheads floating in a Tokyo moat, and why hunks are out and geeks are in. All that and much more on this week's Planet Japan. Stay tuned! So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. This week, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do jokes that might be funnier for women than for men. Great. I'm all for this. Jokes from a woman's perspective, if you will. All right. Okay, Yay. so uh, I'm going to ask the, the, the question. You're going to give me the, the reply. Oh, and I'll have some really good replies, I'm because sure. Because you are a woman. I am. I am a man. Yeah. Hear me roar. Okay, here we go. Ready? Why do men become smarter during sex? Because they're plugged into a genius. Uh-huh. Okay. Why does it take one million sperm to fertilize one egg? They don't stop to ask directions. Well, now, see, that's, that's just not nice. I think that whole thing about men asking, not asking directions, that's an old wives' tale. You can't trust old wives. Come on. <laughs> Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> How many men does it take to put a toilet seat down? Don't know. It never happened. Oh, that's too bad. You know, if women would learn to pee standing up, you wouldn't have that problem. Hey, we're trying. Okay. And lastly, why did God put men on earth? Because a vibrator can't mow the lawn. I guess technically that's true, and yet I feel somehow unwanted. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all I'm good for, mowing the lawn. Of course, in Japan, we don't have lawns. Well, see, so you're really useless then. Yeah, but we do have vibrators in Japan. Do we? Yeah. I read an article that they're becoming much more chic and... Uh, not so, you know, you don't have to buy them at the sleazy porno shops anymore. You can go to your local department store and get them. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. And I'd like to thank my friend Yuko from Boston who sent us those jokes. Thank you, Yuko. Yuko was uh, here in Okayama. She's from Okayama, and she was here a few weeks ago. And I did a little interview with her, and that'll be up online here probably next month sometime. So that's something to look forward to. Thanks, Yuko. Well, I'm Doug DeLong. I'm Amy Moo Chavez. And we would like to welcome everyone to Planet Japan, episode 32. We are moving right along. Ma. Any exciting news to report? That's the first question I always ask my students in class. Any exciting news to report? No. Yeah, that's what they say normally. Yep. <laughs> special nothing. Oh, s- <laughs> special nothing. Special nothing. For nothing special. Yeah, for nothing special, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is one kind of sad and pathetic thing I wanted to comment on. I turned on my TV the other day, and there was Akebono. Well, that's not sad. Not yet. It gets sad. Akebono, if you're a sumo fan, you will recognize this man as the uh, famous uh, Yokozuna, the highest level of sumo wrestler. And uh, he, was, uh, he won many, many tournaments over the years. He's from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. One of the few uh, foreign sumo wrestlers. His real name is Chad. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, sure. Mm. Chad. Chad. It just, <laughs> just doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Anyway, he retired from the very dignified sport of sumo wrestling. Yeah, a few years ago. Did the whole haircutting thing and everything. And then I turned on my TV the other day, and there he is with orange hair <gasps> doing the pro wrestling or all-star wrestling, you know, all that, all that fake wrestling crap that's on TV. Oh, now that is sad and pathetic. Where they throw chairs around the ring and stuff. 
I wonder why he did that. Maybe he's always wanted to throw chairs. <laughs> it just it just didn't somehow seem right to me. Was it just chairs or <laughs> or other furniture? Houses? I, just, I mean, that guy's big enough. He could throw around houses. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. A, he's a big guy. Elephants. The big friendly giant. He's he's great, though. So uh, does he really need the money that much? I don't get it. Anyway, Akebono, if you're listening, come on. I got a few bucks. <laughs> if you need some money. We'll set know, up a donation. Don't lower yourself to this all-star wrestling. Hey, so this uh, all-star pro wrestling is really mm. popular in Japan. With who? With crazy I'd people? No, no. A lot of people really like it. And, well, a lot of people at home like it, too. But uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of people think it's real. When it's, you know, everybody knows. No, they don't. Well, pro wrestling is, is basically a theatrical event, which is fine if you... If you like that sort of thing. If you're into theater. Yeah. If you're a thespian. A lot of my students, though, my students at my school, when we have this discussion, a lot of them believe it's real, and they're, they're kind of shocked. Really? To find out that it's not really on the up and up. Anyway, that's my Akebono update. Thank you. Hey, anytime. Mom. Well, there have been some very strange things happening in our planet lately. In the year of the dog. In the year of the dog. Yeah. 2006. Arf, arf. I guess this is just kind of a, a, a natural way to start off the Year of the Dog by the police locating 30 severed dog heads in Tokyo. Severed? Cut off. In Tokyo? In Tokyo. In, this, in the middle of the city? Or? In, a, in a moat. In a moat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Dog heads in a moat. So for uh, a couple of days, it was a big mystery. Did they sniff it out? <laughs> <laughs> this, it's not. This is a very... Very sad, very bizarre story. It is. Yeah. It's not a good way to start off the year of the dog. No. They find these 30 dog heads in the moat floating around. Yuck. Uh, looking kind of, you know, dead. Decom- decomposed, dead, and not very, you know, not in good condition. So, of course, the question becomes, why are there 30 dog heads in the moat? But just recently they found the answer mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Akebono had been there. That's not true. He ate the dogs for lunch. He's a big guy. He needs his nourishment. No, of course that's not true. I just made that up. But here's the true part. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Apparently, some crazy 82-year-old butcher. A dog butcher. Yeah. Well, he's a butcher. Mm -hmm. Butcher. He butchers probably whatever happens to come around. But he uh, had made some kind of an import deal with China to import dogs for food. And he sells the dogs in Tokyo there to some, to, I don't know, people who like to eat dogs, I guess. But, of course, nobody likes to eat the dog heads. Why not? They look delicious. <laughs> They're the cutest part of the dog. We're going to get so many emails from <laughs> dog lovers. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and We're you laughing you like about dogs. this. You like I dogs. love I dogs. I love dogs, too. Yeah, yeah. especially their heads. Especially their heads. Oh, that's uh, horrible. No, it's the cutest part of the dog, though. Yeah. Anyway. The, the butcher. I could never eat a dog. No, that would be just. I too can't weird. even eat a cow. Yeah, that's true. You can't. Yeah. So how could I eat a dog? Indeed. So he cut off their heads because nobody likes to eat the heads. He put the heads in the moat. That's why there were thirty severed heads in the moat. But that doesn't explain why he put them into the moat. Because uh, oh, because that's right. There, he had a good reason. Did he? He thought the fish would eat them. Oh, fish don't eat dog heads. I guess he found that out. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. Dogs eat fish heads, though. Do they? I'm pretty sure they do. Mm, probably, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I guess this guy's in big trouble. I, I guess he's not supposed to be 
importing dogs from China. Oh, he shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. Serving they, serving them up for lunch. You got to think about the dog's family. Yes, it's the dog's family. That's the important thing. Yeah, put him in jail. Anyway, that's the story of the severed dog heads in Tokyo. This is not a good way to start out the year of the no. dog. I don't know. And I apologize to anyone who's eating lunch at this moment while they're listening to the show. Especially if they're eating dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we don't want to fuel the rumor that yeah. uh, Japanese people eat dogs because it's definitely not true. No. Well, uh, here's another story, almost as bizarre as the severed dog heads, but not quite. What could be more bizarre than that? Well, how about 42 Cambodian fighting midgets? That's weird. Yeah. Of course, everybody knows that in Cambodia, they have a Cambodian fighting midget league. No way. Yeah, where midgets, you know, they get in the ring and they fight each other. Wow. Now, apparently... Maybe I could join. Somebody had challenged these midgets who claim they can beat anything, man, beast, or machine. Challenged them to fight, as a group, a large African lion. Mm. What do you think? Wouldn't that be a spectacle? Yeah, yeah that, that would. would. <laughs> mm-hmm. It depends on how big the midgets are, too. That would be Well, they're short, not so tall. But, hmm. Yeah, but there were 42 of them. You would think 42 midgets could, especially fighting, you know, midgets, in good shape, in good condition. They should condition. stand on each other's shoulders. That might work, mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, they, d- they didn't have a, a really well-thought-out strategy to fight the lion, though. What happened? Because the lion killed 28 of them. Wow. And wounded, wounded 12 others. And so they, they called the whole thing off after about 12 minutes. Really? Yeah. So w- maybe the midgets were just really small and they were like snacks for the lion. Yeah, that could be. Like finger food. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, this was all reported by the respected BBC network in England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you would think it must be true. Aha. Uh-huh. But. But. Of course it's not true. It's a ridiculous story. It's not true? It's not true. I it's believed you. It's an internet hoax. And it, it, it circled around the world a few thousand times, and uh, people fell for it. They put it on the BBC website, so it looked very real. They just used the BBC webpage template, and they wrote this very convincing-sounding story. <laughs> Even had a picture of the lion and everything. Mm. And um, the only reason it was on there is because this guy was trying to fake out his friend who, after having a few beers one night in the local pub, um, declared to his friends that, that, don't you think that 42 midgets could beat one lion in a fight? And his friend said, "Mm, yeah. So they had this big argument. Is it possible? Is it not possible? So in order to prove his point of view, he created this whole story. Wow. (laughs) And showed it to his friend and said, there you go. I was right. 42 midgets cannot defeat a lion. Now, he just sent it out to like a handful of people, his friends, and before you know it, the power of the Internet. My goodness. It has circled the globe, and millions of people are outraged, confused, perplexed, and shocked. Well, the poor Cambodians, especially if there are any midgets there. Yeah, exactly. They've ruined their reputation. Libel. So there is no Cambodian Fighting Midget League. The CFML does not exist. But you know what? It might be an interesting idea. Mm. Dwarf tossing used to be popular in the U.S. until they outlawed it. <laughs> they said, mm, no, cannot toss dwarves. I'm sorry. Mm. You should not take advantage of short people. That's right. Damn it. Yeah. I'm short. You are pretty short. I'm almost a dwarf. You're the shortest person I know. Thank you. You're shorter than most of my Japanese friends. Thank you. Okay. It's a compliment. <laughs> You're shorter Don't than Don't toss me, okay? <laughs> 
Okay. I really don't well, like it. I would never touch you. Well, uh, you know, we were talking about eating dogs, and, and we know that people in Japan don't really eat dogs, but they do no, they eat don't. some kind of weird, disgusting things. And recently, uh, one of the magazines in Japan did a, uh, an article on some of the most disgusting things they found. Yeah, this is um, a report by Spa Magazine, and uh, they found some interesting things out there that people are eating. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to realize that this is a country where, you know, they eat fish sperm, fish eggs, sea anemone, octopus. So it's not all that surprising. But, you know, strawberry spaghetti? Strawberry spaghetti. That's a new one. That just doesn't sound very good. No. Uh, however, you know what really sounds good mm. that they think is disgusting? Lobster-flavored beer. <laughs> so rather than eating the lobster and uh -huh. then having a beer with your lobster, you can just have them both in a can. All at once. Yeah. It saves time, I suppose. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. How about squid in chocolate? Squid in chocolate. Mm -hmm. Chocolate-covered squid? Wow. Yeah. Well, that sounds horrible. Oh. <laughs> okay. I like chocolate. Anything in chocolate's fine with me, even yeah. squid. Yeah, well, you cover anything with chocolate. I guess it'll taste, you know, better than something. And another, I guess, kind of popular food is called gyoza yokan. And gyoza is um, the dumplings filled with, like, minced meat oh, and I love some gyoza. vegetables. Gyoza's yeah, isn't great. it really good? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chinese food. Garlic, ginger, sesame oil. Mm -hmm. and uh, But the yokan, the gyoza yokan has inside it Azuki beans. Beans inside the gyoza? Yeah. That doesn't sound Red right. azuki beans. But you know, in Japan, they put beans in everything. Though. They do. I don't see why this is so unusual, actually. Yeah. I mean, they put azuki beans in everything. Mm. Yeah. Even ice cream. There's azuki bean ice cream. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Mm. You know what I think is strange in Japan? I wouldn't call it disgusting, but it is strange. Whenever you get it like an ice cream sundae or a parfait, mm -hmm. you know, They'll, they'll fill the bottom of it with cornflakes. I like that. What's the deal with that? Well, it's just kind of gives you something crunchy at the I end. I don't want anything crunchy at the end. <laughs> I got the damn ice cream <laughs> cone. That's crunchy enough. Yeah, they're just trying to fill up space. They're just trying to cheat me out of they my are. money. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They do it to piss off Gaiji. Yeah. Fill half of the cone with cornflakes and charge you 500 yen. Hardly fair. Well, how about this? How about if we invite our listeners to... Send us an email and tell us what's the strangest or most disgusting thing you've ever eaten. Food. Food. Not thing. Well, yeah, food. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please uh, keep it to food. Yeah. I guess, or drink. If you've had something disgusting to drink, that would be okay, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, we'd love to hear yeah. this. This would be really nice. Okay, this will be a contest. The yeah. person who, ha who, has, who we judge to have eaten the most disgusting thing will win absolutely nothing. Hey, That's what good a deal. deal. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Employees and their families uh -huh. are eligible. Sure, anybody's eligible. Yeah. Yep. And we'll, uh, we'll read your email on the air. You'll become famous. <laughs> and the email address, if you're going to send that in, is, is planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. Speaking of sweet things, yeah. apparently women nowadays want sweet men. Well, that's a good thing to know. Isn't that? I feel better about my whole life. Not really. We've, um, this is according to an article by Kori Shoji, mm -hmm. who's my favorite writer in the Japan Times. She does movie reviews, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's a good writer. Yeah, she's great. She has a lot of spunk. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and um, she has a, a great advantage in that she is, was uh, brought up in America, but she's Japanese and has also lived a long time in Japan. Mm -hmm. So she can see things from both cultural perspectives. And 
Anyway, she was saying that one of her friends, and I quote, says, The age of the hunk is over. The age of the hunk the is hunk, over. Yes. No more Tom Cruise. No more Brad Pitt. Nope, definitely not. Wow. She says, I prefer the kinder, nerdier, cuddlier geek. So geeks are in, hunks are out. Yeah. Oh my God, this is like a, a bizarro world. It is. Wow. Yeah. Now, the word for geek here that they use is a new word. It's called akibake. Akibake. And akiba refers to Akihabara, mm -hmm. a part of Tokyo. So these are the kind of guys who hang out in the electronics district with their iPods and checking out, you know, the video technology and, you know, mm -hmm. all of that part of that world, that right. kind of geek world. She says, so what if they're a little overweight, a little sloppy, <laughs> and have never, ever shopped for Armani? Uh -huh. They're sweet. And in the end, sweetness is what counts. So all these hot babes are going for the geeks now. Yeah. Now, there's nothing really wrong with that, except... Good news for the geeks, that's for sure. It says, these Akibake are notorious for their impossibly high standards. Mm -hmm. For them, a woman must be cute, big-breasted, thin-legged, <laughs> large-eyed, and erotic. Uh, so any woman that they get involved with must look like one of the anime characters. Exactly. Oh, I see. And they're not kidding either, because this... Akibake mm -hmm. guy here that she talked to says a real woman will always lose out to a digital chick. Now that's just sad. Isn't it? <laughs> because the Akibake are not interested in intimacy, uh -huh. but only sensations. Oh. Yeah. I see. So these are also the guys, the kind of guys who hang out at the maid cafes. Oh, the maid cafes. We've yeah. discussed in great length. That's right. Yeah. This way, these these maids, they they don't offer any personal interaction. They're just to look at, take I their can. order, and then go away. Yeah. I can't do And that's what they like. That's yeah. what they want. Well, that doesn't sound like the basis of a real strong relationship. Well, actually, it is because according to this um, example, this Akiba K guy, he says, you know, really, it's not about relationships and sex. Mm -hmm. He says it's never been about that. What's it about? It must be about manga, manga <laughs> girls, animation, <laughs> sensations. So these guys, it sounds like they're not living in the real world. They're not, and they don't even date. Yeah. So, like, why are mm. these women all over them? Is it true that the geek element is becoming more mainstream these days? I think it's certainly possible, because one thing that has happened, even since I've been in Japan, I've seen this turn around where now the, wi the women go after the men. Mm-hmm. And this would kind of, you know, go along with that. I know they have had a large influence on the culture, the y for young people especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nowadays, almost everyone is a geek because, you know, everyone just kind of listens to their iPod, plays with their mobile <laughs> phone, and you know, no one ever really looks up anymore. Have you noticed? Well, yeah. I'm, I, I use my iPod a lot. Yeah. You're a geek. I'm not a geek. But you're a cute geek. I hate my K-time. Hey, you want to go out? <laughs> Do I want? Oh, I get it. You're one of those yeah, hot, one of those hot <laughs> girls <laughs> asking the geek out. Fine. <laughs> Consult me. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I don't know. I guess that's good news for the geeks anyway. Except that they're not very socialized, so I do kind of wonder. Mm. But hey, they'll work it out. I hope so. Yeah. I hope they get some really good sex with their animated girlfriends. Okay. What else you got for me? Well, you know, with Memoirs of a Geisha out and everything, this has spurred this fashion trend now. 
uh, based around uh, traditional Japanese dress, the kimonos mm -hmm. and the patterns, and they're making sashes and tops and dresses and stuff that are uh, based on actually some of the costumes that were used in the movie. Really? Yeah, and some of some companies are even going as far as to print movie scenes onto bags and clothes. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Asia is just all the rage in the movie business right now. Even Disney mm. is about to make an animated film from a Chinese film. Yeah, I heard that. They're doing it in China. They're making a Chinese movie for the Chinese audience, right? Yeah, they're doing a Chinese language film called The Secret of the Magic Gourd. Really? Mm -hmm. They're doing it in China? Yeah. Hmm. It's based on a children's book. Well, that'll be interesting to see if uh, the Disney company can come over to a completely different culture and create something that's going to... Not be controversial. That, yeah. <laughs> and that the Chinese audiences will, will like. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I wonder if that's a long-term plan for Disney to do many of these kinds of things, or maybe it's just a one-shot deal. Well, China um, has a booming entertainment market, so mm -hmm. it does make sense that America would be in there. They want to get a slice of the pie. Well, yeah, there's lots of American companies that want to get into the Chinese market because mm -hmm. there are one and a half billion people in China. It's a big market. Well, okay, good luck to Disney. Is it time for cowtails? Yeah, I think we could do a cowtails. Great. Yeah, thanks. what do you got for me? Okay, this cowtail was sent in by uh, Planet Japan listener Jorma. Thank you very much, Jorma. So thank you, Jorma from Finland. Jorma introduced a Finnish artist named Mina. With an, a, na a last name that's impossible to pronounce. Yeah. But you're going to give it a shot. Akijirka, with lots of measles on top of all those letters. All those little funny marks. Yeah. yeah. This artist, Mina, is quite popular in Finland and is known for her love of cows. Mm -hmm. They've even done a documentary on her mm -hmm. and her cows. And she makes these tin cows, which are really, really cool. you got to check them out. We'll leave uh, the link on the blog. She makes these big, huge statues of cows out of old car scrap parts. Yeah, so they're like um, metal sculptures, basically. Yeah, so you've got Honda cows and Ford cows and Chevy cows. Mm -hmm. But they're really cool. They're, they're big, and you can see the car parts and everything. They're multicolored. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, and she does a lot of this cow stuff. Very, very nice. There seem to be a lot of cow art projects out there. Oh, you know, cows inspire people, you know, to mm -hmm. be creative and to do art. Yeah. That's why cows are on the planet, not really so that we can eat them. So we've completely misunderstood their purpose then. That's right. They're here to inspire us uh -huh. to do art. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll buy that for now. How much? <laughs> and is that today's cowtail? That's today's cowtail. A new cow artist we've discovered thanks to a Planet Japan listener. Jorma. Jorma. Thank you, Jorma. Mm. Last week we introduced a brand new Japanese vocabulary segment called Teeny Bopper Slang. Special slang brought to you courtesy of Japanese young people. Okay, and today's word is, and I really like this because this goes along with the theme of uh, women being on top, so to speak. So to speak. And the women going after the man and, you know... Making decisions and stuff. This word is called kipukun. Kipukun. Yep, kipukun. And it means men who are boring to be with, but who are kept around until a more exciting prospect comes along. So kipukun, kipu, comes from the word, the English word keep, okay. and kun is a 
term of affection. Kun is a suffix attached to men's names. Right. Is it a term of affection? Oh, I think so, sure. Like Chan? Oh, Kipukun. <laughs> it, it can be, yeah. It can be, mm -hmm. yeah. And so these are boyfriends that are not very exciting. In fact, they're downright boring, but they just keep them around until something more exciting comes along. Yeah. That's today's Teeny Bopper Slang. Today's audio mnemonics is the kanji for gate. And this is a great kanji because it looks exactly like a gate. See, all kanji should be like that. Yeah. So all, all it is, just think of two flags on poles facing towards each other. Mm -hmm. And you've got a gate. Yeah. And the pronunciation is mon and sometimes kado. But um, you'll often see it, for example, mongen is a curfew, right? Closing okay. the gate at a certain time, right? Oh, I see. You've mm -hmm. got to be back by then. Mm -hmm. Gate. Yep, gate. Okay, that's a cool, that's an easy one. And actually, schools and a lot of companies do have gates in the front. Mm -hmm. So um, you will hear it in reference to, oh, meet me out at the gate, right. at the front gate, mm -hmm. the mon. Okay. Hey, mon. That's today's audio mnemonics kanji. Mon. Well, I guess that's uh, just about it for episode 32 of the Planet Japan. We're going to have to head on out of here. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember to vote for Planet Japan by going to the planetjapan.org website. Mm -hmm. Just click on the link to vote there and you're all set. We would really appreciate it if you could vote for us. That would be really nice. That would be so sweet of you. It would be very wonderful of you. It would be so fantastic. And it's the year of the dog head. I it mean, is. the dog. <laughs> That's right. So it would be the a nice, yeah. Yeah. New Year's gift. Indeed. And so, once again, thank you very much. We will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Mom.